Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Kevin with Bison Moon Group. All right, I'm sitting here with Heart and Soul Entertainment. Can you tell me how you got into business? Uh, well, I've been DJing about eight years. Uh, it was uh, always a passion of mine to play music and stuff. I played drums and in many bands years ago and stuff and uh, moved to the city and found out that you can't play drums in any every environment like apartments and stuff that right so I got into percussions and then really loved singing and stuff did the karaoke thing and uh, I wanted to get into to starting a DJ and karaoke company so got in there and continued my passion from there um so how old were you when you did your first wedding uh DJed my first wedding yeah uh that would have been Six or seven years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, the reason why I ask is sometimes when DJs start out, they choose weddings because they're actually at the age of where they're not even allowed to be in the bars. So I, I know a few very young DJs, and it's a good way to be up and coming. Um, so what type of gear do you use? Uh, I use a new. I have a Newmark controller. It's a it's a quad mix deck and. Uh, uh, I don't know EV speakers. I got uh, I'm a PC man, so I got an MSI Titan laptop. Oh, good stuff! If there was one piece of gear that you were after that you like to add to your uh, arsenal, what uh, would you add? Uh, well, I'm uh, I pretty much I've, I've used Virtual DJ because I've always done video and it's always been great for doing video DJing and stuff. So. Uh, but there's a few controllers I'm looking at. I know, like the the Reloop just came out with a pretty cheap uh, four channel controller that uh, is a touch screen on it. And uh, I've also been considering going with Serato with uh, the the Roland the Roland uh, controller that's got the four channels and uh, the drum the drum machine built into the controller. Okay. Yeah, that's really kind of intriguing me to to go that route. No, that's good. Have you ever been into a venue that you absolutely love over another one, or? Um, uh, I don't know. I I particularly like to stay stick to uh, bars and pubs versus playing a club scene, where I I feel that I I get to have more of a mix of other stuff like the country and the rock and stuff that too, right? Mixing that in with the EDM and stuff that really, I really enjoy that. That's kind of kind of. I don't know, it pushes the limits of just, like, anybody can mix electronic music, right, though, but but taking, like, the authentic guitars and instruments and stuff like that and mixing that into electronic there, it's kind of a, its own art form in itself there, too. No, that is totally the truth. Uh, it's good that you can mix two different genres together, yeah. but still stick home with your home base of being rock and, and enjoying the kind of music. Um, being in a bar scene or being in a wedding scene, have you ever had like a mishap or an, an actual moment, uh, that has stuck back in your mind? Um, actually just recently I did, uh, the Halloween gig there. I had, a, I had a few mishaps there. I had, uh, a projector that I wanted to set up in behind my lighting and stuff to, to, to do some images of like, you know, ghosts, zombies and stuff like that too. Broke the stand there. So that I didn't, didn't go through. Then my my laptop, I had issues with my my brand new laptop not logging into Windows and stuff like that. So I had to use my old laptop and had to adjust all the settings and stuff and get things going on the fly there. And a few things, a few times I had to like you know go in between playing some songs on my phone, playing CDs off my you know, off my controller, right, just to keep music going right while I'm you know adjusting things and making things work right. But you know, 
I guess with with experience, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not hard to get by, right? You know, but one should always be prepared for stuff. You know, extra music on flash drives or CDs and stuff, right? Just for in case something happens like that, right? No, that's awesome. Um, so another question in regards to your business, there, uh, do you have a website up and running? Yep, I do. What's uh, what name of the website? Uh, it's heartsoulentertainment.com. Gotcha. And where do you see yourself heading in five years? Still continue DJing or are you looking to bring on employees? Uh, yeah, kind of. I've, I've been uh, getting into doing like uh, videography and photography, right? Like I, I'm kind of a amateur videographer right at this moment though, but I know a lot of people that are into it that are really great at editing and stuff that can, and uh, as well as like the photographers that I know that would be glad to, to come in and work on a wedding with me right so you know i want to be the one-stop shop that's going to be like you know the build a rent rent whatever you need and stuff of that right like i i want to go above and beyond what what people want for a wedding right i want to be able to they want uh backdrops or if they want stage and up lighting or like chairs and you know like i don't mind getting a good price from another source in town rental and then getting it all together for them in a package and then going there and setting everything up and doing all that. What as as a DJ, you're kind of the first one there and the last one to leave yeah. Th- through the whole night. What would you say is your favorite part? Uh, really when uh, uh like after the the like the first initial first part, you have the the cocktail hour and stuff, then the speeches and then really when the party starts getting going, that's when it's you're doing, right? Get Mixing the music together and keeping it lively. What about at the end of the night? Has anyone ever left you a, um, hey, take this home type of a gift or anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get pretty much, they just, people want to get out there and anything they have for stuff that they don't want to bring home with them, they want to give it away. That's how it goes. No, that's good. Um, let me think here. What's something in the way of DJing that you think you provide that isn't actually playing music, but you still think you provide the service. So even though you're just a DJ up there playing music, somebody else might actually have a connection to it or in the way of a, a feeling that you didn't think... When they they signed up with your service, this wasn't the idea of them signing up, but when they left, they were happy to receive the service from you or... Uh, the second reason why they hired uh, you? I think that uh, I, every time, you know, I, I put a show on for any any client there, I go above and beyond and they have their expect, expectations of what they, what they want. And then I go above that and, you know, go over the top and really like dazzle them. Like the, the, the backdrop that I did for a wedding at the, the beginning of September, they wanted just a basic backdrop there, right? But I went and did a double and I made it like the, the, you know, some contours and like on the sides and stuff and and uh the thing with the the uplighting that i like i i start with this, the original color there but i also have a controller and then when the party gets going i can you know make it and like a, a lively with sound activating making the uplight so that it, it comes to life rather than just having a basic just one color all around the room sort of thing right no that's good that's good it's good to have a, a good atmosphere around and uh boost a scene. Yeah. Um, what do you think you're trying to achieve by DJing? Uh, just, it's, I, I guess 
music is really just it's the universal language right like you can listen to music in other languages and you might not understand the lyrics but the the feeling that comes from the song you you can pick up on that right so that's perfect no that that's exactly it there's always more to a song than just the actual lyrics or what the artist it, there's a mood in the scene as well yeah and it's kind of the, as a dj you just it, you're you're kind of you're playing with people's emotions and stuff you know you just you know a part kind of just you might it might take them to a little bit of lower place and then you know it'll build them up and you know really get them excited and they're at the higher high energy and stuff right when it really gets going right so um you said that you're getting into video and of course you're already doing the djing do you ever work with your competition or have problems with your competition or are so busy yourself that the phone's ringing off the hook that you're passing work on to people how do you view your competition uh i i view everybody's kind of really they this and especially in this city everybody's pretty great i mean with helping each other out sort of art sort of thing and um uh i don't know i haven't really had much problems with with many other vendors and really i don't really think of them as a, a competition or that I, I feel that they offer what they offer and they kind of improve on what they're doing and stuff and i'm kind of doing my own thing too and i feel that i offer something that nobody else is offering too right have you as the owner ever dealt with any employees internally um had any issues hiring guys working with you myself um no i'm pretty pretty small company i usually just i'm just myself if uh if i have a really big setup somewhere then i'll 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 get asked for some help or whatever hire a friend of mine to to help me with the setup or whatever set up and tear down okay sort of thing no that's cool um any future risks that you see happening with the industry in the way of more and more people are just renting their own speakers and What's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, there's there's a lot of DJs that uh, are just doing it really like kind of underground, like you know, not legally, right? And I'm like I'm, I'm like fully fully licensed, fully insured. I got you know my DJ license, I got my business license, I got I'm a CPDJA member, right? I and I got liability insurance and stuff like that for my equipment or events and stuff so i mean the people that are able to charge like two or three hundred dollars well they're not really legally allowed to be playing the music at a venue right so, can you explain a little bit about an avla license uh it used to be avla now it's connect sorry that's the same yes. same thing uh, it just allows you to, uh, you know, to to transfer music into like to another hard drive and and perform the, you know, play that music right because people have like the artists and stuff that make the music have their their copyrights right so it just allows you to to take that music and you know and transfer it and then play it play it onto where you're where you're at and I do believe it's important for the DJs to actually follow through and have that um, as part of your arsenal um yeah, when you're trying to sell a yourself. lot of money it's just 350 bucks for a registered hard drive and you're allowed to have a backup of that hard drive so um it's not... hmm. so you've got your market of being in weddings and bars is there any other way that you see you can sell branch out into 
Uh, I would like to do like some some more stuff for for corporate events, like uh, um, not just like the DJ aspect of it though, but to be able to do like the the video and lighting and stuff for uh, meetings that they might have. Like right, I got uh, a couple uh, 4K Sony 65 inch smart TVs that are um, you know Bluetooth ready and stuff like that too, so they could they could you know, wirelessly transmit their presentations to the screen and such like that. Right. Like, but, um, I've also grabbed the concept of, uh, doing a mobile movie theater, which I'd like to be able to put into like uh seniors homes or stuff like that where people don't ha- have the, you know, mobility to be able to get out and go to a movie theater. Right. Where you can, I could bring in, bring in a whole, like a big screen and uh, the whole surround sound system and stuff. Right. That's, I think, that would be really, really great for them. Well, that's a good thought. A uh, whole aspect of it that I don't think a lot of people think of. No. Um, as Reach the Moon podcast, how can I help you reach the moon? Um, I guess we're well, we're you know we're helping each other out here, right? Like this exposure, right? Like, I mean, people need to be educated on what's what's out there, what's available, right? To, to know what what they want, right? I mean. In the way of operating your business, is there anything that you're looking for? Maybe a graphic designer or a sign maker, um, maybe even somebody that might have some leftover bins that you can convert over for your DJ gear. Anything? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'd be good to have uh, like a somebody in graphics de- design and stuff to help me with, you know, my, you know, fixing up my my branding, my logo. Uh, I'd like to to, to implement the. Uh, some more uh the video visuals and stuff like that like you know my my dj name or my company name and stuff like that make a kind of a, a motion visual with uh my logos and stuff like that to be able to have and at my shows as well right that's a good idea yeah um do you use any light projector tools in the way of gobos or an actual led projector screen uh, led projector screens i got a just a like a uh one projector and screen and then i have uh the two big 65 inch sony's that i i use on stands and stuff uh my my whole inventory i got you know a couple a couple dj controllers a couple laptops i got i had 10 speakers i sold two of them so i have eight speakers like six tops two two subs uh seven lights i have uh four light bars and then that's great for using uh for like a backdrop or or doing like just what one or one wall or something of uplighting but uh if anything extra i, I for uplighting I, I rent I, I know a lot of people that have quite a bit in their inventory what's your like worst cost that somebody booking a wedding wouldn't expect worst worst cost i mean worst cost like something the most expensive piece that people don't really plan on say you rent it out to a customer for 20 bucks but the actual real cost might be four or five hundred dollars so you're sucking up some of the aspects of it um say uh, one light might have a light bulb inside worth 10 bucks and the other light bulb might be 200 dollars. is there something in your gear or equipment that you know i mean you went above and beyond and bought the most ex- expensive microphone you could find f- for audio quality no uh, my laptop <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I spent crazy amount of money on that. That's no, that's it's, it's yeah. good to hear because you know, I mean, again, when you're selling yourself and you hear these, well, what is a DJ going to provide for two hundred dollars? 
and that helps set set you aside. Uh, not only is it your experience, but it's sometimes also the gear that you bring. Yeah. Um, I I I think I don't know. It's I I, I heard about it, another guy talking about his business on uh, this video I've seen and talking about how how he he charges like average about three thousand dollars for his shows, right? And uh, he's charging uh, like a a set rate for the services he offers. Then he's charging a set rate for uh, um, like a ten percent of the equipment that he has there, he, that's a rental on top of that. So if he's got $10,000 worth of equipment, that's $1,000 right there on top of the service that he's charging, right? Okay. So I thought about sort of doing something like that or, or basic, like kind of just, um, I don't know, if rough estimate to like 25% could could cover it all, like the service and, and the equipment rental, right? Like so... If you got if you're using ten thousand dollars worth of gear, then that's a twenty five hundred dollar show sort of thing, right? No, that makes sense. Um, in actually growing your business, are there any strategies that you're shooting for? Growing, growing my business, I, I think uh, I've done a lot in the last last year. I, I started my my website. Uh, I uh, got into the Instagram pages. I I, I started up a pinterest account so that people clients can show me pictures of ideas they like for decors and stuff and then i can post pictures of my stuff as well on those things so understandable Um, is there anybody in town that you work with or that's like a a big asset to you say maybe a flower shop or printing place that you currently use now um no 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 not really i mean i should be getting together a a good referral list is to have for people to call call on and stuff too because I know like a lot of times like for there's quite a few other rental companies that rent stuff that I I uh, give them work kind of thing and get you know things together for clients right Is there a preferred music store that you shop at Um I I don't know I I do kind of like Axe Music um I don't know it's a family oriented thing Long and McQuaid's that's good too you can't really say anything too bad about them I mean, but they're the the big corporate monster right so I'd rather support a, a smaller family type business, right? So when the you first get your phone call from a client, um, how is it that you like to work the consultation program? How is it that you first meet with a client? Uh, well, I like to meet with them at uh, their convenience and a place usually like close to where they are at, and uh, sit down with them and just uh, get a feeling if we're uh, we're a good fit fit we're working together and uh try to really get them their vision you know ask them how long they've been together and like you know when did they got got engaged or whatever right and I, I just really want to get a personal feeling of like their backgrounds right so you know and what music they grew up with listening to right and also just a little bit of their their character and their style right and you know because i want to put that into all into into play when we're setting up for a show for them when you sit down with a bride and groom, do you have a set question list that you ask them to try to get the feeling of what they're uh, trying to achieve with their wedding? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, I, I, I really like I like to focus on the, the music part and like stuff in which, you know, a couple bands and stuff that they listen to and stuff. Right. And just to get a feeling of their background of the music that they grew up with. And uh, I really just want to really personalize it, right? You know, if they, they want a, a video set up and stuff, I ask them to, you know, just give me fo- photos if they have, like, 
of uh, them growing up separately and then even photos of them together as a couple and stuff like that too to add to that personal experience right that's going to be a one-of-a-kind experience just to, to them sort of thing okay no that's awesome to hear um if a client has a rare song or even throughout the night is requesting music do you take on requests or if somebody brings you in a usb chip and says hey play this song or play this cd will you accommodate uh yes it 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 depends it depends i mean usually i do accommodate and stuff but generally it's not the best thing to do is to play music that you've you've never heard before because you don't know if it's appropriate or not but if it's like uh one of the best men or something that and you know it's uh it's going to be okay with the bride and groom then then have at her sort of thing right so okay no under that's understandable um question for you kind of random even though it's a negative have you ever had a client or a guest at the party say something negative to you that is stuck in your head two three five years down the down the road yeah uh just negative experiences that that do happen so you know some people are you know whatever they're having a bad day and they just decide they want to take it out on you or something like i've uh i've had uh you know shows where i've had like pretty much forty thousand dollars worth of equipment there and then uh have a uh, somebody in the bar come up to me and say like oh you know i wouldn't pay you more than 200 bucks to do this and this is like really like <laughs> you know you're gonna come up to me and like in in my backyard here or whatever right and tell me that sort of thing right it's just it's just you got to be able to keep your cool in, in certain situations like that and just kind of just you know just just be you know kill them with kindness kind of thing right no you gotta they're gonna give you negativity just give them that much more positivity back right you know so no that's exactly it that's good to hear that you kind of kill them with kindness have you ever done a party without alcohol? Uh, yeah. Well, there's been always been a few like, like birthday parties or like sixteen, sixteen sweet sixteens or whatever. What's your thought on a alcohol-free party, or have you noticed a change in parties or the pub scene with the event of cell phones? I don't know. What do you mean? Like cell phones? A lot of people, I mean, are on them constantly. But do you find that? Nowadays, because people can songs uh, maybe a, a song that you're playing, songs as an app on phones, uh, but suggest a song right off their phone. Or I find that music's always changing. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Um, you it might be a one bit show, amazing artist on a Toronto, and it's their favorite song, but it doesn't show up on iTunes or anything, and this girl late at night's jumping up and down saying that she wants this have you ever had that type of a scenario yeah you will not not usually uh very often that uh people that want to play like music like people always suggesting to play music off their phone and stuff but as long as you're you're mixing it up good and keeping everybody happy they, they it's usually not a problem like you know as long as you're keeping things entertaining and keeping the ball rolling with music and stuff then they're all happy do you find in the way of the music that's out right now, they have found a pattern um, where the songs sound similar or have the repetitiveness on the radio? So either people are tired of hearing it, so you try to stay away from that song, or the commonality because they always hear it. Oh, well, a lot of things. I mean, in certain temples or whatever, it's got this, the same beat that's 
really like repetitive and stuff. And, you know, I got another, uh, a cousin of mine that DJs out on the rocks. Uh, he's a musician, singer, crazy Dave. Anyways, he's, uh, he's a little different style DJ than myself though, but he's also told me that, you know, a lot of DJs, they just kind of stick to that beat and it, you know, like that, right. And they just keep in that groove, right. Without going back to where the actual original musician kind of, they, they put in all this time and effort to, to build up, build up to a point where they have a, a beat, right. Where they have the intro of the song and stuff that and a lot of DJs cut that, that whole, that whole feeling that you get from the build up to, to that and they take it out and just leave it just, just where it's just dooch, 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 dooch. and then the next song has that beat going and connect it right like it doesn't have so much dynamics and flow right where it's just where it's just one one beat one tempo right straight through all the way one feeling do you ever play different genres country music or let's say you're at a wedding or even in if you're in a bar someone asks for elvis presley or country music do you ever try to switch it up yeah yeah for sure but i always love like to to add a little extra too right like I, I i don't like playing music just the way it was recorded in the studio i like to add you know a little bit of drums or percussions or something samples and effects to just to add a little bit more to it okay to make it original and again and give it some new life Another question, and then I guess about your personal life. Have you ever had any of your kids go out to any of your gigs, or have your family um, got to experience yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, they've been to a few like uh, smaller events and stuff. I mean, I've done some family reunions in the past, or or um, some weddings that were friends of the family and stuff that that they were able able to attend. So, I mean, it's great having my family there too. But it's it's sometimes it's a little takes away from the focus of, you know, dealing with the, what your task at hand is, right? You got kids running around and they want to be in there and helping you and doing stuff, right? So, No, that's understandable. They're just little right now, though, but uh, they're good little apprentices. <laughs> Have you uh, ever had a customer try to help you and say on the way out they're carrying a light or something and all of a sudden drop it? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's happened before. I mean, sometimes uh, they get people get uh, really uh, antsy to get you out of there and stuff at the end of the night. They're just, you know, like, Hey, you know, you, got, you guys been here, we've partied and we're tired or whatever. And they're just like, Hey, they got to get your stuff out of here and stuff. And they start hauling stuff out or whatever. I had a um, $600 light bar that was just leaned up against the side of my van and I didn't know it was put there and it ended up falling over and not, nothing got broke on it though, but still kind of got my heart race, heart, heart racing a little bit. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to Bison Moon Group, uh, Reach the Moon Podcast.